0: Broadcast
1: system. Hello and welcome to the 154th Annual Subliminal Reception Podcast, the weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody. I'm joined by my pal Phil. How are you?
0: Doing good, buddy. How about yourself?
1: Not too bad. The sun's out. It is warm. I can almost not wear a jacket. It's um... Oh, nice. It, it's getting there. It, it It's hopefully spring or slash summer is around the corner. How is uh Arizona? It was good. Uh, today, you know,
0: it's getting warmer. So, my way home, the thermometer on my dash said 101. So, it's starting to get really warm out. It'll uh it's not, you know, it's not really really hot yet, but it's getting there.
1: Uh quick question. The obviously the Timberwolves, um I'm not a big basketball player. They got eliminated in Minnesota yeah. fashion. Um are the Phoenix Suns still in there?
0: Yes, actually uh, we had a bit of a scare. So Devin Booker went down with a I believe a hamstring industry in, <laughs> industry, a hamstring in, injury in the second game of the first round and uh, they actually he came back and helped us win you know the uh, the closing game. and now we're against the Dallas Mavericks in round two. We've already played game one of that round. And we won that game. Not we won. Obviously I didn't play. But <laughs> the Phoenix Suns, they won. So yeah. We are right now against Dallas Mavericks heading into game two. So
1: who's the Shark Tank guy who owns the Mavericks? Who
0: Ooh, the hell's his God name? Damn
1: it. Off the top of my head, I cannot think of his he, name. He was like supposed to be like the cool rich guy. Although yes. I don't know if he really is, but he kind of seems that way. I can't think of his fucking name.
0: It's uh it's Mark something.
1: <laughs> I think every rich person's name's fucking Name Mark. Is Mark. Right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Yep, Mark Cuban.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, well, uh, let's hope you take him down. Um, other. Well, com- Go ahead. Compared to compared to I was gonna say
0: compared to Zuckerberg and compared to you know all of the other ones, Bezos and the fucking the like. He's pretty cool. He's a uh, you know like he seems like a pretty down to earth dude. You know the money hasn't really. You know, he's not gotten, like, given out the Bezos vibes. You know what I mean?
1: You know what's weird? Richard Branson, okay? He was the first one who wanted to make, like, space tourism kind of type of thing. Uh, And then Bezos beat him. And I have never heard another word about Richard Branson.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you you know, basically second guy to step foot on the moon. No one really, you know, allegedly step on the moon. No one really kind of cares. I did read a story a a hotel that they want to put into orbit around the earth by 2025 apparently which seems kind of outlandish i don't think they can do it but it's kind of one of these pie in the sky like dreams that they have you know
1: okay do you think by the time we die we will at least be able to like i don't know go into space not necessarily like orbit there but like go up there and you're in outer space and then come back down kind of like a a touristy thing.
0: Oh, I think by the time ooh, I would say by the time we retire, you can totally take a like a short term, kind of like if you wanted to go from LA to London, you could just kind of like go up in space, come back down and the flight will only take you a few hours. I definitely think like that will be a normal thing. Going to the going to Mars like a normal person going to mars by the time we die i don't think that's going to be a a thing quite yet
1: no that's fine i just want to go into space in orbit look at how earth looks from outer space we need to get all the flat earthers up there Um, i was
0: gonna say and see how flat the earth is yeah
1: yeah (laughs) what if we go up there like motherfucker
0: they were right yeah if the earth really was flat though they wouldn't let us go into
1: so you would have to sign an nda Here's Every time. the Here's the other thing because you and I were were creative individuals and we have a small following with this show our goal should be to start the first intergalactic cult okay so we need to get up there we need to have a spaceship church compound <laughs> when we will broadcast subliminal deception from up there what do you think
0: yeah, sounds pretty good. I mean, we might need to get... If Barry Satiro will let us bar- borrow his uh, like fucking time-traveling travel, time, tavel- time traveling spaceship, maybe we can go into the future and get that started. But maybe not in our lifetimes.
1: You know what? One of these days, we're going to email him, his people, and just be like, hey, will you come on the show, man? And just... just Let's just talk about all the weird shit people said about you. I, I think I could die a happy man then.
0: That would be great. We would have to probably... Start a legit like new podcast and just do it like straight laced, and then get like really really big, and then have him come on and then ask him the weird questions.
1: No, no, he'll come on this. He seems like a funny guy. He has a sense of humor. He does, but I don't think his people would let him. <laughs> well, okay, we'll get we'll talk to Michelle then. Yeah. All right. Uh, are you ready to get into this week's episode, Phil?
0: Yeah, let's go for it.
1: On this week's episode we're going to be looking into a most peculiar ghost story that happened in probably one of the most haunted countries in the world, England. England actually ranks number two according to countryliving.com for what that's worth. USA was number one. Of Uh, course. Now, what is unique about this particular ghost story is that it ends up morphing into more of a true crime story. And the event that we will be discussing today has become known as the Hammersmith Ghost. Um, Have you heard of this at all? No spoilers, but have you heard of it? No, I do not believe that I've heard of it. I've actually
0: neglected from scrolling down just to make sure I uh, wasn't spoiled at all. I will say, though, that of all the countries that I've ever lived in, England was my second favorite country out of the two countries that I've lived
1: in <laughs> Yeah you I remember when you were there you would always talk about how much you missed the <laughs> <laughs> greasy half food that America serves. Yeah,
0: I missed uh, the funny thing I missed I missed like Walmart and Target the most, like Costco. I missed being able to just go to one place and getting everything you need and then going home and just living in gluttony. You know, that's what that country misses the most is the gluttony, you know, <laughs> love it.
1: Us Americans can rot away in our own houses like we're like we're supposed to. Living in filth. That's right. <laughs> Shut the curtains, take your pants off
0: and play some video games.
1: Now, here's the thing. Country living. OK, countryliving.com. I'm pretty certain Country Living was a magazine. Um, It was remember when we used to have to sell magazines in the Catholic school um, yes, I'm pretty sure you had like most generic ones as Reader's Digest and then Country Living and then maybe Good Housekeeping were like one, two and three right there.
0: Yeah, I believe that I had a pity sale one of those years. Somebody actually bought like a Sports Illustrated magazines from me. He bought like a year's subscription or something like that. Basically, the only place that I could go was not Cresco where all the people lived. Only place I could go was to Lime Springs. So, because we live so close. So, yeah. just a bunch of old people who didn't want to open up the door for a fucking <laughs> nine-year-old.
1: Uh, God, you know, I kind of missed the magazines. I did find it enjoyable. Um, I was very big on the video game magazines.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, the WWF one at the time was sick because we were so young. You couldn't watch the pay-per-view, but you get that like $5 magazine. And then you can see like the pictures of the all the matches that happened in uh, the pay-per-view event. Yeah. It is funny because
0: all of the, well, I have Peacock right now. So basically I see advertisements for all of the old pay-per-views. I remember actually watching, like when I was a kid, watching Raw and watching Nitro. So I'll see like little pop-ups for these pay-per-views and think to myself, oh, I really wanted to watch that when I was like 11 years old.
1: Yeah. You know? it just the, 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 Spark isn't there anymore as far as that goes, but um, yeah, it was I, I will
0: say that the last magazine I was subscribed to was actually the the college football. Every year before college football started up, they would send out these like magazines and they'd be regional. So I would always get the Big Ten magazine. It was probably oh. the last magazine I was subscribed to.
1: Uh one quick one other quick thing here before we continue. Um the only magazine that I see or I should say, magazine genre that is constantly on the magazine rack, taking up about fifty percent of it, is survivalist and guns yep. magazines.
0: Gun magazines, and then the other half is fitness magazine.
1: Yep, that's what I true. see. True, yep. very true. Good, good call. That's like a fifty-fifty split there. Yep, definitely. All right. Now, the Hammersmith part of the Hammersmith Ghost is actually a location in Great Britain. Uh, Hammersmith itself is a district located in West London. For some reason, the United Kingdom census includes Fulham Borough along with Hammersmith, but the two of them combined creates a population of currently about uh, 184,000 people. So not it's a lot of people, but not that many people, you know?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I don't really... No, is it kind of in more like the suburbs? Did you see where it was located?
1: So, okay, if you were to like take the center point of London, right? It is literally like, I think it's like, I can't remember exactly, but it's like a suburb that's like right next to down or wherever the middle of London is. So it's like really close to, to London. Essentially now it is consumed by the greater London metropolitan area.
0: Oh, okay. So it's they actually have like big buildings there. It's not just houses.
1: No, no. Um Chelsea, you know, isn't that part of yeah. London? That's like directly south of this place.
0: Okay, gotcha. So yeah, it is actual city. City.
1: Yeah. And I think gotcha. there's a hockey the Fulham uh I don't know if it's Fulham or Fulham. Um I'm pretty sure they have a popular or they have a Premier League team, right? I'm not
0: sure about Premier League. The thing is when I was actually keeping track of it, there is something called relegation where kind of like the teams that are on top, if they're not doing very well, they can get kind of like put down. So there's teams that are like in the middle, um Norwich, the Cardinals, they're one of those teams that go up and down from the Champions League in the Premier League. So I'm not sure if Fulham's one of them, but I have heard of Fulham's like uh Matt like the club basically before,
1: yeah. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it is. But uh, let's talk about this here. A few popular attractions <laughs> within Hammersmith include King Street, which, was, which has served as the main road to Windsor Castle for hundreds of years. Uh, there are two famous music venues named Shepherd's Bush Empire and Aventum Apollo. Lastly, check out the Hammersmith Bridge, which was originally built in 1887 and is said to be one of London's prettiest bridges. Also, fun fact about the Hammersmith Bridge, in 1996, (laughs) the IRA planted two bombs in an attempt to blow it up, but the bombs ended up failing and didn't cause enough damage for the explosion to actually, like, crumble the bridge or anything like that. Um, That's what happens when you leave the job up to a couple of drunk Irishmen. So uh Yes, that's that.
0: what I remember the Hammersmith Bridge from. <laughs> yeah. it, oh, the bombing. I've, of, I've I've heard of that before, the bombing.
1: Yeah. Apparently it's pretty like the pictures I saw of it are pretty fucking cool. Um, but I think it shut down for traffic now. You can, I think you can walk on it, but you can't drive on it.
0: Yeah. Um well London has like quite a few of those bridges. Um really like we actually visited like the uh, the area of Westminster that has, you know, like Parliament, Big Ben, the eye, and they have a bunch of bridges going across the times right there that are just walking bridges. So they have a lot of like nice walking bridges. It's so one of the nice things about that that city is, you know, they actually have infrastructure. You can actually yeah. walk across the river every <laughs> once in a while without having to, you know, cross on a fucking interstate, which is like America has. I would
1: kill for a subway-like system here. They'd mm. make life so much easier if you wanted to, like, go places and such. But uh, um, here's the thing. Windsor Castle. Do you know much about this? I'm a little... Uh, dull, don't know that much, but I know I've heard the name before. This isn't where the queen or king used to live, was it? I believe it is. Windsor? I believe yeah. that's one
0: of the big ones.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well... Yeah, I, I I'm sure somebody will reach out to us about it but um yeah obviously it's pretty crazy roads existed there for hundreds of years um, obviously now it's full of attractions and sort and all sorts of stuff but uh, I'm yeah. guessing this means you you have never been to this area of London I mean not really so mostly
0: the areas of London that I've been to kind of like the touristy areas around Westminster. And a lot of like North London, kind of where like King's Cross is. Yeah. Um, and then like wherever the airport is. I've been, I've been all like there mostly. So all like probably out of the like 30 times I was at London, like 27 of them were just to go to the airport. So.
1: Okay. What's the other cross train station? Is it Carring, caring Cross? Oh, I have no idea. Okay. I only know like a few of them off the top of my head. Okay. I think this. One of the other big crosses is like in Hammersmith, I believe. Okay. Yeah, there's there's a shit ton. There's
0: like really big important ones that are connected to train lines, which is King's Cross, St. Pancras. And then there's like smaller ones. I remember there's one called Angel Stop, but that's just because it was right next to a Chipotle.
1: So I would always (laughs) stop
0: at Angel to go walk to the Chipotle.
1: Wait, are you insinuating that the Chipotle is the Angel in Angel Stop?
0: Possibly. Okay. I don't know. It was it was honestly one of the best Chipotle ever been to just because over there they do their best to use real food.
1: Yeah, I was so. gonna say it's like illegal to have shitty, like bad food, so and uh, birds
0: flying around your fucking restaurant.
1: <laughs> True. All right. The story of the Hammersmith ghosts all begins on a cold winter day in December of eighteen oh three. The citizens of Hammersmith started to be terrorized by a mysterious entity. Rumors began to circulate from those in the town who had laid eyes upon the phantom that it was covered by a large white shroud. Others claimed that the ghost had a calf skin wrap around its entire body and had large glass-like eyes. The fear of the Hammersmith ghost began to sweep the town At a exceedingly rapid rate, causing, as you can imagine, all sorts of different, um, paranoias. So that's kind of where this starts.
0: I'm guessing that this wasn't just Mr. Bean just wearing a cape (laughs) and freaking people the fuck out with his so-called humor.
1: You don't find Mr. Bean funny, huh?
0: Not really. No, I never really did.
1: Yeah, I I feel bad for that guy because I can't tell if that's how he actually is in real life or if he's acting. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Cause he always does that character.
0: Yeah. Well, he was in one, he was in a movie called and he basically played that character.
1: Yeah. You kind of, that's not the role you want to get. Um, uh, what is it? Typecast. Yeah. Yeah. Not the greatest one, but, uh, but yeah. So anyway, kind of an idea here, just randomly this ghost starts, appears in December. We don't know the exact date of 1803. Um, and everyone, as we're about to find out here, just slowly starts getting more and more paranoid. Um, When I was looking in, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it's crazy to think of a
0: ghost, like appearing to people in 1803. Because in my mind, all of the ghosts that you might see are from people who came from like 1803. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like this ghost must have been like a medieval ghost. You know.
1: I Yeah, I don't know. Well, actually, I do know because we will talk about <laughs> yeah. where this ghost allegedly came from. Um, and I'm going to see if you've heard this possible explanation before uh, about why a ghost would appear. But uh, we'll get into it here. Now, once the residents of Hammersmith had all collectively came to the conclusion that they had a ghost problem, naturally, they began to try to figure out an explanation as to, why this phantom has began to terrorize their town being that people were so superstitious in the early 1800s they came up with an explanation that at least made sense to them that explanation was that this ghost was that of a person who had recently committed suicide by slitting their own throat by the way uh, but committing suicide wasn't the main reason for the haunting it was actually because their body was buried on consecrated ground at St. Paul's Church. Now, the old belief was that if you were to commit suicide, okay, you mm-hmm. can, you can, your spirit does not want you to be buried on consecrated ground. So because the guy committed suicide and he was put on consecrated ground, when you're not supposed to do that, means one angry spirit fell. Have you heard this? belief before. I
0: have heard that basically someone who commits suicide because they're not supposed to go to heaven, um, like back in the day, maybe wasn't allowed to be buried in a cemetery with, you know, the, the non-suicide folks, but I've never heard of a, a ghost or a poltergeist coming from this.
1: Apparently this is the only reason uh, they can come up with. Here's the other thing too. It has to be. I. I don't know. Obviously, but it has to be exceedingly hard to slit your own throat, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean,
0: you. Every like every fiber of your being is telling you not to do it. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those things, like how the samurai seppuku, how they kind of like you know stab into their own gut and then like rip the rip the sword to the side. It would take extreme fucking just. I don't know, fortitude, fucking insanity to do that to yourself.
1: Yeah, they would definitely have to have a Red Bull before they did that or something. I don't know. Um. <laughs> a bump of coke. <laughs> <laughs> what if that was the new Red Bull commercial? It's like all these samurais <laughs> committing sabuku, <laughs> and the one guy can't do it, and he gets a Red Bull, <laughs> and then he successfully kills himself.
0: Wings sprout out of his fucking his <laughs> yeah. back, and he just cuts himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: side to side. Oh man, St. Saint- okay, so if it's St. Paul, um, do you think that would have been a Catholic church? No,
0: it would no. have been an Anglican church because it's in England. Okay, in okay. the eighteen hundreds, no Catholics, very much not Catholic. I would say no. they don't like them, right? No,
1: yeah, they don't like them. No,
0: uh, Christians and Protestants, not very big fans of each other.
1: Because <laughs> it sounds like this belief is a very, to me, it sounds like a very Christian or a very Catholic thing where you basically go to hell for everything, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean
0: it's basically the difference between, you know, Pepsi and Coke. It's mostly the same stuff. It just has a different label and, you know, goes down your throat a little differently. Very true. But
1: Protestants don't get to consume the blood and flesh of their savior though.
0: Yeah, of course. That's the <laughs> It's they're both about money. Let's just, you know, it's all about money. Just like, you know. Well, we did have a few bad comments left on our reviews about how we're both demon satanists. People, but oh yeah, yeah. Religion's mostly about money. So uh,
1: let there's... me tell you a quick thing, uh, and this is something you've complained about on the show before, I believe. Um, friend of mine uh, recently had to attend a Catholic church, right? And mm-hmm. they mentioned how they thought it was weird everybody was drinking out of the same glass for the wine, right? And I was like, yeah. you know what? Um, they've always been doing that. Did you mention how
0: old people? will spit the wine back into the chalice. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't mention that part. You need to mention that part to him next time you see him. Yeah, I've seen it. I've In Cresco, the old people spit the fucking wine back into the chalice. Is bad.
1: You know what? It's too pungent for them. It's too strong. It's thick blood, man. They can't drink all that. No,
0: that's old school, because they <laughs> thought that they weren't worthy to drink the blood of Christ, so they ah. spit it back
1: into the chalice. Okay, well... You know what? Uh, strong immune system in that congregation. <laughs> I bet none of them died
0: from COVID. <laughs> not even the one that Not even the ones that Fauci shot himself. No, allegedly, of
1: course. Now, for what we have heard about the Hammersmith ghost so far, it might just sound like your run-of-the-mill English ghost haunting some place. Pretty friendly, yeah. It mm-hmm. Might scare you, but it's not doing anything evil, right? Well, the Hammersmith ghost, in particular, um, he's got a little bit of a nasty streak with him. Uh, This phantom, this particular phantom, had quite a record of malevolent activity. Uh, Scaring the ever-loving shit out of people was just kind of the baseline of his activities. Um, The residents said it wouldn't be uncommon for the Hammersmith ghost to harass them. Oftentimes, the spirit would physically attack them when they tried to flee in fear. Uh, It was very common. The ghost would grab them and try to stop them from being able to flee away. So, um, very scary. A Bill Cosby-type spirit. (laughs) Every time he pulled their their jacket, pudding pops were on the ground. Um, (laughs) So, you see the picture here, right? Obviously, the, the listeners can't see this, but... Yeah, this was a depiction. Actually, for something that was drawn in 1826, uh, I thought it's very well done. Yeah,
0: it's actually. I mean, it looks like a a woodblock, uh, oh, okay. that they
1: might have been able to
0: mass produce just because of like the lines and stuff. Um, but so instead of shading, they they make lines basically, gotcha. so they can mass produce it. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's kind of funny looking at their depiction of a ghost. Kind of like, you know, it looks like a solid, you know, a form like a human just kind of wearing a funny hat and a cape, you know, a guy running around grabbing at women's um, shawl or <laughs> cape, whatever that thing is that she's wearing.
1: He kind of looks like the Tin Man, right? Yes. He yep. looks like he... Yeah, he's
0: got the he's got the weird jester hat.
1: Yes. On. Yes. yes. Um, but OK. Oh, sorry. Go
0: ahead. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, kind of looks like a a big funnel, kind of how it's. Like those floppy hats that you used to see, like um, um, the Scrooge wear, like the old night the old oh, night yeah. Nightcap, but it's pointed straight up. A nightcap, yeah, but it's pointed straight up.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe he. I don't know. Maybe he's got like sticks in there or something, holding his nightcap directly <laughs> up. I don't know. Um, but with the ghosts, Phil, right? It's not very often you hear about them physically assaulting people, right? No. Yeah.
0: I mean, maybe there might be some scratching or kind of like when you wake up and the ghost is like right on top of you and scaring the piss out of you. You know, there's that kind of stuff or something falling on you, something being thrown across the room, but never like a ghost, almost in physical form, grabbing at your clothes. That's a little strange. Okay.
1: Just real quick. Your sleep paralysis demon, it doesn't look like this guy, does it? No, it doesn't. Okay. It's very much uh,
0: less creepy. It's all <laughs> okay. it is is a nine foot demon. It's okay. not, nowhere near as creepy as this guy.
1: <laughs> this looks like what Mark Zuckerberg pays women to do with him. Like honestly, um, but yeah, I oh, don't know.
0: He,
1: he pays them to dress up like a
0: ghost and he runs away in a yeah. dress. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. allegedly,
1: allegedly
0: <laughs> dresses like a woman.
1: All right, now we'll continue with a little more of the stories. Uh, from the Hammersmith ghost here. Now, it was said that a gentleman was leading a wagon through Hammersmith when he encountered the Hammersmith ghost. Now, said wagon driver was being pulled by eight horses and had 16 passengers in his wagon. Now, while the wagon was traveling along, the Hammersmith ghost appeared in front of them. The driver and all 16 passengers were so terrified they just fled into the night, abandoning the eight horses and just leaving the wagon there. That's how scared of this thing they were, Phil. Now, I have to ask, this kind of does sound
0: like the Budweiser, like Clydesdales. Did they leave all the kegs of beer behind?
1: <laughs> I, think, I actually think this is why you can't buy Budweiser in uh, England anymore because of this incident. Uh, Budweiser said, there's no way now we're going back to that haunted fucking <laughs> country here.
0: No way. We left that fucking wagon in the middle of the street. We're not coming back.
1: <laughs> I I would imagine they eventually came and got it again, but I don't know. That's a big wagon too. Eight horses with sixteen people in it. Yeah, eight horses, sixteen people. It must. It it kind of sounds like a hay
0: ride, like when uh, Halloween when you go through the pumpkin patch, they have like the hay rides. That's what it kind of sounds like, a bunch of screaming fucking brats in the back being pulled by horses.
1: <laughs> Maybe this is the origin story of said Hayride Phil.
0: Possibly. That drunken coach fucking driver uh, basically just thinks he saw a ghost and sent all of his 16 passengers out in the fucking night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where they all went, probably to get drunk, I'd imagine.
0: Oh, I imagine a whorehouse. That's probably <laughs> where they were going was a horror. Back in the whorehouse you know Whitechapel might have been close yeah
1: yeah uh funny thing about Whitechapel I listened to a metal band today named Whitechapel very good okay very good um now another unique aspect of the Hammersmith ghost legend is that this particular specter also has a body count allegedly it was said that a pregnant woman had passed by the cemetery where the hammersmith ghost was said to reside when she laid eyes upon the ghost she fled home terrified and a mere 2 days later simply by being so startled by said ghost it was said that she died of shock additionally it was also said that the hammersmith ghost had did this had done this to several elderly women, and they also died of shock. Um Very scary stuff here. I mean, yeah. look, if you're elderly in the 1800s in England, you're living on borrowed time anyway. We're just going to say that. So oh, definitely. But dying of died, shock. Died from shock and chlamydia. <laughs> yeah. Here's the other thing. I don't know if you can die from shock two days after you've been shocked. Yeah, I don't think you can get two
0: good nights sleep
1: and <laughs> die from shock on the, that third day. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen to you. <laughs> but if we believe these stories, technically the ghost has killed multiple people now. I don't think I've yeah, ever heard that before. Just the
0: sight of this ghost has killed these people. That's He must be pretty scary. Oh, yeah. Freaking people the fuck out. There <laughs> is. I don't know if I ever told you about this. So do you remember the church that I lived by when I lived in Hawkwood? Uh yes. It, yeah, it had we walked down to the pub from where I lived and the that large there was like the large gates going to the old church. Yep. Supposedly there was a ghost that is said to cross the street right there.
1: I r- uh, I remember that. that. I remember yeah, anyone
0: that. who lives anyone who lives in Suffolk. That little town is called hawkwold cum Wilton. Apparently on that street, it's the street from Lakenheath to Feltwell. Apparently on that street, there is a ghost that people have actually seen before, and it crosses the street right there. I it's rem- a, it's a, the ghost of a woman.
1: I remember that because we we had went to that pub, and we were walking back to your place, and it's kind of the middle of the night, and it was kind of eerie to like look at it after you heard that legend. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: that the street's kind of eerie, too, because there's trees that hang over the streets and you know you walk right next to a 700 year old church and all that shit so right
1: yeah it'll uh it's a little spooky now you never seen the ghost right
0: no i've never seen the ghost
1: okay well i
0: have have my own ghosts that follow me around it probably got scared of them
1: (laughs) your night paralysis demon scared that ghost right
0: all of the Ludwigs that follow me around probably it didn't like them. The German, all the German ghosts that follow me.
1: <laughs> now we do have a story from one gentleman who had an experience with the Hammersmith ghost that is actually documented, okay? The other one's just hearsay. This is mm-hmm. documented. The gentleman in question here it was named Thomas Groom, who is a brewer's servant living in Hammersmith, naturally. Ah uh, he said this I was going through the church yard between 8 and 9 o'clock with my jacket under my arm and my hands in my pocket when some person came from behind a tombstone which there are four square in the yard behind me and caught me fast by the throat with both hands and held me fast my fellow servant who who was going on before hearing me sh- scuffling asked me what was the matter then whatever it was, gave me a twist round, and I saw nothing. I gave a bit of a push-off with my fist and felt something soft, like a great coat. So at this point, Phil, what does this sound like to you? Does it sound like a ghost? I mean, a ghost can have a coat, I guess. He's a brewer's servant. We got to take into account he's probably, you know, a little sauced here. Oh, a tiny bit sauced, by the (laughs) least. I mean, he was a little
0: sauced when he showed up that day. Right. So imagine working at a brewery. I'm guessing it was probably a horny old man. I mean, he did give him a little bit of a reach around at the end there. So
1: yeah, he wanted to make love with him in a gravesite. Here's the other thing. Should you be walking through a gravesite at this time period in the 1800s? It seems like they'd be just asking for trouble. Oh,
0: especially in London. Uh, there was imagine. I mean, really, we're thinking about London today. Back then, there was no street lights. There was maybe some some oil lamps, but only like the main streets had them. So if you're walking through a cemetery, unless you have a lantern or like a, a kid who's bearing a torch for you, you have like no light except for the moon.
1: Very true. So, I, I didn't even consider yeah. that.
0: Yeah. So it's going to be pretty fucking creepy out there. And a lot of, I don't know exactly um, all that I've seen so. A lot of what I've seen were just kind of um, pictures of what I went on a, a Jack the Ripper tour in Whitechapel, and they had a lot of the pictures of what Whitechapel used to look like. So that's kind of the only, you know, kind of what I idea about it. That was, I think, like 80 years later, too. Um, there's not really, I mean, it's just trying to. How do I put this? It's not very like regulated, like the houses. You'll have like a big factory right next to like tenement housing, right next to a pub. And then there will be, you know, just nothing, like a whole block of nothing. It's weird. Kind of how how it was all either crunched together or there was just an entire block of like nothing. Yeah. So I could see. And I mean, to hear that a cemetery was just in a yard, that makes total sense. You know, just haphazardly kind of there's oh yeah there's just bodies in that yard
1: you know yeah they were maybe a little more comfortable with death back then than than we are nowadays i guess because there's so much of it
0: oh yeah well i mean just think about the old like we have wakes catholic catholic whatever has wakes now and we think of a wake as oh yeah you just it's a visit or than back then they used to hang out with the body for days before the funeral to wait for them to wake up because sometimes they fucking woke up Right. You know.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, their idea
1: of death was a lot different than... Um, By this guy's retelling here, just quick recap. What do you... Do you think this is... Does this sound like a ghost to you? I mean, it might be the explanation given. If I
0: had to use my, you know, kind of... At first glance, I would say it's a person. Okay. Freaking them out. Gotcha. Rather than a ghost but i mean we're you know he might have been a little sauced you know it was dark it was late he might have you know he might have been expecting a ghost and then all of a sudden you know when a guy pops out and maybe is trying to mug him he you know thinks it's a ghost you know
1: (laughs) right can you imagine you're so drunk you're getting mugged Do you think it's a ghost (laughs)
0: <laughs> Did you see that g- 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 ghost? No, that was just an old dude Old dude reaching in your pockets. Like, no, dumbass.
1: <laughs> All right. Now, almost a month after the Hammersmith ghost hysteria began uh, terrorizing the residents, on December 29th, 1803, a man had a much different encounter with this mysterious phantom than had was being reported. A man by the name of William Girdle, who is a night watchman, had came upon the apparition. But instead of fleeing in fear, William decided uh, he's going to go ahead and chase this thing. William eventually chased the ghost into a narr- narrow alleyway, but found that the ghost had somehow made a clean escape. And after the experience William had had with the... Uh, with the ghost here, he started to be like, you know what? I don't know if this is actually a ghost at all. I actually think this is just a dude who's going around Mm -hmm. scaring the shit out of people. So, uh, it's interesting that this guy, I wonder if he like saw something different than the other people where he's like, yo, that's just a bloke in a fucking costume. (laughs) Um, or maybe he was the only sober one in town and to him, it didn't look like a ghost. I don't know. Yeah, you got to think, too.
0: There was a lot of a lot of casual drinking going on back then. So, um, Jesus. Yeah, I wonder, I, that alleyway, I wonder if he kind of investigated any possible escape routes. Or if it's just one of those deals where he looked down the alley, didn't see anyone, and just assumed, you know, kind of like, oh, he either vanished into thin air or... Then he thought, well, maybe it was just a dude, you know.
1: I bet there was a white wall in the alleyway, and this guy just stood up against it. And uh, <laughs> lucky for him, William Gurdall colorblind, so he couldn't see him.
0: Oh, that's a really good point. So, I mean, glasses were a thing back then, but you got to think there wasn't uh, – a lot of people didn't have money for for glasses, Especially how expensive it was to curve curve glass back then. I wonder how good people's eyesight was back then.
1: That's a good because we are
0: talking about 1803. That's a long fucking time ago. That's you know what I mean. Like it's what 229 or 219 years ago. Yeah. So Quite that's a while. I mean bifocals. Fucking Benjamin Franklin just invented them you know like not too long after like before that so really how good could you know just a common person's eyesight be so hold on maybe it, there was a couple of, maybe there was a couple of millionaires but you know
1: are you are you okay so let me uh, this is a very good point by the way there's a lot of bad eyesight um are you speculating at this moment that the hammersmith ghost is actually the ceo of lens crafters and he had this elaborate scheme to trick people into buying more eyeglasses, Film
0: Possibly. Okay. He could have used Barry Satiro's time machine <laughs> to go back in time and get the patents. Well, I mean, his last name is Girdle. So yeah. I do wonder if he was maybe into well, women's fashion. Or well, maybe that's where he originally got his from. And then he conquered the eyewear industry, too.
1: Okay. To you, is a Girdle like a belt? Or is it like the thing that like tighten you know you tie it tighten it like sucks your stomach in tightens a waist okay goes around a waist and tightens what if interesting fact William never owned a belt in his life possibly it was uh yeah. actually illegal in his family too for anybody to actually own a belt
0: his cousin was actually the founder of girdle and they had a yeah. money dispute and they <laughs> none of them were allowed to ever tighten anything around their waist Oh. No. So I can his, see.
1: His pants were always halfway down his his ass at Sagan. all times. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, of course, the uh, if his pants were sagging around his ass, of course the uh, creepy old man dressed up like the ghost wants to come after him. Yeah. That, we solved it. There it is. <laughs> he
1: was after the ass. Now, as humans are wont to do, after the citizens all collect- collectively began to believe that Uh, This was nothing more than a man wearing a white outfit running around terrorizing him. They decided to take matters into their own hands and would set up a rotation of armed men patrolling the streets of Hammersmith. While an armed posse is generally not a good idea, London didn't have any sort of organized police force yet. So, if you wanted to put a stop to a ghost terrorizing your town or a guy pretending to be a ghost or whatever, You're, you know, you got it's a DIY uh, situation. You gotta, you gotta take matters in your own hands. Yeah. I mean,
0: if just look to Phoenix and you'll know that posses are never a good idea. They kind of <laughs> indiscriminately dole out justice. So I'm guessing that uh, there were quite a few, you know, quite a few vagrants in there, you know, like, the unclean that they took care of, too, probably while they were at it.
1: You know damn well there's at least, like, five chimney sweeps with fucking shotguns walking around out here looking for a ghost.
0: Oh, yeah, just like pinky blinders. <laughs> just imagine <laughs> pinky blinders. A bunch of street toughs out there. Yeah. Doling out justice.
1: And you know damn well none of them were uh, fucking sober either. No. Just fucking shit-faced drunk walking around the streets of London. Uh, just like they were meant to. Um, but anyway... Um, On the night of January 3rd, 1804, there was a 29-year-old excise officer by the name of Francis Smith that was patrolling the streets armed with a shotgun. Around 10.30 p.m., Francis would meet up with, ironically, William Girdle, and the two gentlemen had a short conversation. And by all accounts, after that, they kind of headed in opposite directions. Now Francis began patrolling down Black Lion Lane when all of a sudden he noticed a white figure moving in the distance but it was so dark it was really hard to see. So Francis, he yelled out to the figure to identify yourself but he received no reply. So he figured that this had to be the Hammersmith ghost uh, that they were all hunting so he just... Fired his shotgun directly at the white figure and it dropped to the ground. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most American story I think I've ever heard in my life. That happened in 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 England, but uh yeah, Francis wasn't um he, he wasn't a patient man, clearly.
0: Yeah, I can you said it was a shotgun, but I just imagine from the frame of buses that they used to carry around on the on the ships. The one with the big, uh, the big horn on front that just fired out yeah. like bits of glass and nails and shit
1: that you just in the direction. The blunderbuss you would just kind of throw whatever you had on you in it. Yep, you you just you just throw whatever. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Do you think Francis just wanted to kill somebody or what?
0: It kind of sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does sound kind of like the, uh, you know. Like what everyone thinks about them. Obviously, you know, that it's a a few of them giving the whole, you know, force, all the forces a bad name. But this does kind of sound like, you know, that whole not very well trained, you know, over motivated kind of taking shit into their own hand situation. So,
1: yeah, yeah, it's it's not good. But let me no. give you give you a little more detail here.
0: I'm guessing he shot a hooker. I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that guess before I scroll down anymore. So I'm guessing it was a hooker. But I think continue. He,
1: I think he actually shot carrot top, but it could be, <laughs> it could be wrong.
0: <laughs> oh, so he did a good thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, he shot the whitest thing I could think of at the top of my head. <laughs> um, uh, now, while Francis may have believed that he had just taken down the infamous Hammersmith Ghosts. Um, when he, he and those patrolling along him uh, kind of rushed to the scene and got a little closer look at the white figure that he just shot, um, they were a bit surprised to say the least. The dead white figure was actually a man by the name of Thomas Millwood. Thomas was a bricklayer by trade, and on this particular night, he was simply wearing his normal clothing that he always wore for his craft which included white linen trousers, a white flannel waistcoat, a white apron, and white shoes, an outfit that had already drawn, drawn people to mistake him for the ghost twice already. Now, Thomas Millwood's wife had actually pleaded with him to at least wear a large gray overcoat over his work outfit so he would quit getting mistaken for the ghost.
0: Damn it, Martha, no. I'm wearing my fucking outfit. These are my good going out clothes.
1: <laughs> Us bricklayers got no goddamn respect. That's why we got these white clothing.
0: <laughs> I'll piss in the street if I want to, bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but... I Okay, Phil, I'm just going to throw this out there. Look, I know in hindsight... You know, hindsight 2020... If they're looking for a ghost in all white... An armed posse is maybe yeah. don't wear an all white outfit. Oh, definitely no. And I mean,
0: for a working man to wear all white, a little bit weird. I mean, maybe because you know when you're doing like bricklaying, maybe what's that stuff that holds it all together? Grout. Um, the grout, or yeah, the mortar. The mortar, yeah, the mortar's the word. The mortar maybe the mortar's white, so it doesn't. Get your clothes dirty. Maybe you can't see it wearing white clothes. But, yeah, I definitely would wear something that wasn't all white. Wouldn't wear my all white uniform. that not yeah. going to happen.
1: I, I don't want to victim blade or anything here, yeah. but it's like, I don't know. I feel in this case, you got to be a little self-aware or at least wear a coat at nighttime. <laughs> middle of the yeah. day, maybe they can make out you're just a bricklayer. But in the middle of the night, maybe... There's a Francis clearly wanted to kill somebody so unfortunately oh, yeah, unfortunately it had to be Thomas Millwood. Yeah, definitely it's
0: not a good thing to ever victim blame. Um it does really sound like that posse. I mean obviously they had, you know, a couple of drinks them late at night. They probably took a couple for the road and they just wanted to shoot something, you know. They wanted yeah. to solve that problem and they found the problem so, yeah. you know. Yeah.
1: Well, uh we got Some more layers here to unravel. Now, to his credit, Francis Smith, after he had killed Thomas Millwood, he would actually fetch the local constables himself. He took them to the body and he turned himself in, openly admitting that he was the murderer, albeit under the assumption that he simply thought this was the Hammersmith ghost. On January 6th, 1804, the body of Thomas Millwood was examined by a surgeon by the name of Mr. Flower. Interesting name, uh, yep. who determined that the cause of death was quote, a gunshot wound on the left side of the lower jaw with small shot about size number four, one of which had penetrated the vertebra of the neck and injured the spinal marrow. So very painful way to die there. Um,
0: yeah, so he fucking got him. He must have been pretty, pretty close range if the shot was kind of concealed right to just one side of his
1: face. I mean, it's kind of interesting it if it hit his lower jaw and then managed to go deep enough to basically blow out the vertebrae in his neck. Um yeah, it's I don't know. He must have been dead pretty quick, but uh does does that mean that So, did he say that the cuz I thought that the ghost
0: or the the ghost he thought he saw was going away from him. Was it coming
1: towards him? That's a good question actually. I don't know. It says it was let's see. Yeah, it sounded like he or maybe it was like walking in front of him maybe like across like if he's looking down, maybe it's coming across the street. I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure honestly. It it sounded like the guy kind of like passed in front of him almost not like directly in front of him, but down the road so maybe it was coming okay towards him. so it must
0: have been it must have been because if he shot him in the left side of the face that means that he was kind of facing him to the right so yeah okay gotcha in my mind it was a gunshot to the back that's yeah. kind of what yeah. I thought it was that's
1: a good point okay. actually I didn't know yeah
0: back then it wouldn't have been any kind of forensic it had just been like oh yeah he shot him you know whatever
1: Yeah, I mean, this guy did give a pretty detailed account of... Of exactly what
0: happened. Well, yeah, I mean, he doesn't want to be, you know, take the rap for fucking murder when he thought he was killing a ghost, allegedly.
1: You know what? Actually, that does make more sense because if he was coming towards him and he yelled out to identify himself and then he didn't, maybe then he did feel threatened because it was coming towards him. Okay. Maybe that makes more sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, if... Obviously, shooting someone in the front and above the, you know, it's kind of does better for self-defense, but you want to shoot them in the front in the legs, not in the chest area. But that's nowadays. That's not 200 years ago. So. Right.
1: Yeah, I don't think they, they had gun safety courses back then. Oh, no. <laughs> the
0: gun safety courses was, here's your gun, and then you just walked by. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, interestingly, about two days after the news that Thomas Millwood had been killed during the search for the Hammersmith ghost, a shoemaker by the name of John Graham actually turned himself in to the local authorities claiming that he actually was, in fact, the Hammersmith ghost. Um, he was the one who just going around scaring people for jokes, I guess. Don't really mm-hmm. know why. Um, records showed that the magistrates, they weren't really sure what to do with John Graham at this point. So they just simply granted him bail uh, and not a single other charge was ever brought up against John Graham. So he was the culprit for the Hammersmith ghost. Actually, it sounded like it was him and kind of his apprentices or whatever. But Mm. technically, he wasn't responsible for killing Thomas Millwood, but he never got in charge again or got in trouble again.
0: Well, it's kind of weird because we know about the phenomenon now of kind of these fame whores who will you know they would they'll falsely confess to like murders or falsely confess to doing things that they couldn't have possibly done um i do wonder if it was actually him but if if he did then he acts ex- then he you know supposedly killed by proxy like those two other people from scaring them to death like two days later dying from shock right
1: right if that actually happened
0: yeah, could have just been a rumor.
1: Yeah, it's hard to say, but I don't know if this is really the guy. This is, from all the websites I was looking at him, a lot of them pointed to this guy. Maybe it's because he's the only guy who actually admitted to being it. Oh, yeah, and
0: especially when you got, you know, rumors like this, you've got an alleged ghost running around. You know, if you've got a, a suspect and he admits to it, just go with him. You know, this fucking... Right. Uh, this. This cobbler wants to clear his conscience, let him do it.
1: <laughs> you, know, you know cobblers always got something, uh, something on their mind, don't they? Definitely. Now, back with Francis Smith, he was still in quite a bit of trouble for the accidental murder of Thomas Millwood. Francis was openly admitting to shooting Thomas, but when his trial came, he would plead not guilty to the charges. During the trial, Thomas's sister testified that Francis did not give his brother or her brother enough time to respond before he shot him. I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, Thomas's yeah. wife is the one who said since he had already been misidentified twice as being the ghost, she told him he needed to wear a jacket. Now yeah. Francis's posse members testified that it was self-defense because Francis believed he was actually shooting a ghost were at least a man pretending to be a ghost. Makes sense. After the trial, the jury would eventually find Pr- Francis Smith guilty of manslaughter in the death of Thomas Millwood, but the story's not over yet. Do you think, before we get into what happened next, fair charges for him? I mean, obviously, he, you know,
0: he killed someone, Um I don't know exactly if these men were deputized or if they were taking the law into their own hands. Did he, I mean, was he considered like a lawman at the time or was this kind of an illegal posse?
1: Um. Yeah, like I said, they didn't really have a cop force. So yeah, yeah this would have been pretty much an illegal posse. Yeah,
0: so I mean manslaughter, I'm not exactly sure about the laws or the laws that they had back then. But if manslaughter back then is the same as we're thinking of manslaughter now, he got off pretty lucky because he shot a man in the face and killed him at close range. Yeah. So I can see how if it was a cop, then definitely, you know, probably would get away with it, you know, but really back then there was such little lighting and if he in danger, you know, if this guy was coming right at him, you know, then maybe
1: I could see it. Well, I will fill you in what exactly manslaughter meant during this time. Now, after hearing the verdict, the judge, Lord Chief Baron Macdonald, awesome name there. Yeah. Uh, he decided that he actually wasn't happy with the jury's verdict, and he decided to make the jury decide if Francis was either guilty of murder or simply not guilty. No other option, one or the other. He told the jury, the court has no hesitation whatever with regard to the law, and therefore the verdict must be guilty of murder or total acquittal from want of evidence. So the jury reconvened, and they came back with another verdict. This time, it was guilty of murder, and Francis Smith was- (laughs) Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Francis Smith was headed for the gallows, but again- (laughs) Lord Chief Baron <laughs> McDonald said, wait, no. "Wait, wait, 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 yeah. wait. He's like, "No, no, no. I'm not happy with this either. So we're going <laughs> to we're going to go ahead and send this case up to the crown and let them decide the fate." of Francis of Smith here. Okay. That's uh
0: so that basically this as uh crime and sports and uh small town murder. This bewigged douchebag. Yeah. Basically, literally <laughs> yeah. he's wearing a wig at He's thinking, okay, you can either say he killed him on purpose or he didn't really kill him, you know, at all. And then the court comes back and said, well, I guess he, he fucking first degree murdered him. And then the bewigged douchebag is like, whoa, 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 whoa. You didn't see. They'll give you the winks there, you know, wink, wink. By the way, not fucking
1: guilty. So he sends it up to the king, he's, who probably was giving him orders anyway. He was, he was like, "Oh, you didn't see, you didn't see me winking." Oh, I forgot you dumb shit's all have bad vision here, can't fucking <laughs> see me winking. Yeah, I don't know. I'm guessing this Lord Chief Baron McDonald. He must have. Maybe he's the guy who started the posse. I don't know. He had some. He didn't want this guy to be killed.
0: <laughs> this Lord Chief Baron McDonald, while. He has, I don't know if Baron is his first name or if he has three fucking titles, but definitely a <laughs> bewigged douchebag. Probably yeah. holding his nose while he's in court, thinking, God, these fucking filthy peasants in here. You know, like,
1: they fucking. Probably stink.
0: so pissed off that he has to deal with anyone lower than him who's not a lord, a chief, or a baron.
1: Right. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Lord, chief, Baron, McDonald. Wow, that's a. Are, yeah that's a lot of titles there
0: I think I don't know would you would you go by three titles and no first name
1: his no, first I, name
0: has to be Baron yeah
1: I'm pretty sure it is okay
0: Lord Chief Baron McDonald that's weird
1: but I, I think that. the Lord Chief is like must have been the title for a judge or something yeah I'm guessing
0: that Lord kind of like anyone who so if you have like a normal name or, or a normal title but you're only like, say you're a mayor, but if you're also a lord, they call you Lord Mayor. So I wonder gotcha. if it's he was, he's Chief Baron MacDonald, but since he's a lord, they call him Lord Chief, you know?
1: I don't know. I don't
0: know. Don't know. I don't actually know if Baron is a, a real title in England, though, so.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not certain about that either. But uh, the following day, about at about 7 p.m., the Crown had decided they were going to change the fate of Francis Smith they changed his sentence to one year from a death penalty to one year of hard labor (laughs) by July of the same year in 1804 about five months after the murder Francis Smith was granted a full pardon just wipe their hands clean of that he's free to go
0: yeah definitely the same shit happens nowadays in America especially whenever a celebrity is sentenced to a like a prison sentence at all. It always seems like, oh wow, that's weird. We sentenced you to 8 months in jail, but the prison seems to be full. So, why don't you just go home before we even have the chance to <laughs> fingerprint you? You know. It seems like the next day it's like, oh, you know, we were just kidding go home. You know. Yeah. Of course. Thanks for the money, by the way. That yeah. was nice of you.
1: I don't know why this guy in particular like they just gave so much leniency. I don't I can't imagine he was wealthy or anything. Maybe he was. I imagine it's because
0: of all of the, you know, they kind of let this posse go out and they let this civilian justice kind of happen. Maybe they feel like it kind of is a, you know, a bit of a shit stain on them for letting this happen, for not controlling their people. So they kind of said like, well, we're not going to kill the fucking guy.
1: Right. But
0: but we're going to let him out of hard labor just a little bit early.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good reason for that. Um, There is one, I don't know if this is necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, but this whole event ended up kind of changing a law in the UK, although it took 180 years after this event to actually get it changed in a case known as Regina v. Williams. And basically the law states this, if an individual believed mistakenly that force was necessary to protect him or herself or to prevent a crime from being committed, then so long as the belief was reasonably held and the prosecution could not prove otherwise, no crime could be said to have taken place. So that's law speak, right? Obviously, but essentially I guess even if you're under false pretenses, as you are doing the right thing, it can't be used against you, more or less. So, I so don't. So
0: basically, it took until the Reagan administration, yeah. to figure out a law for self-defense.
1: More or less, that's, yes.
0: Wow, that's uh, that's a Margaret Thatcher administration. Fucking, that's pretty recent. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's really real, that's like that's like thirty-five years ago. That's yeah. pretty fucking recent.
1: Yeah, it's not not great. Um, <laughs>
0: it's, no, it's it,
1: not. What's funny is one of the main sites that I was kind of looking for all this information was literally like a legal website with laws and shit on it. And they were using this as like a prime example for that particular law.
0: Oh, crazy. Okay. Even though this law, well, I suppose they really do pretty good records from their courts. I mean, America doesn't have great records from our courts back then, obviously. We were in our infancy still pretty much just running around. You know, could barely even, you know, ran a country back then. <laughs> um, but yeah, they I mean, they have to have some pretty, pretty good uh, records from back then. So
1: well, Phil, interesting. What, what do you think of uh, this this case here? It's pretty uh, it's pretty interesting. I don't know.
0: It's crazy. It does kind of feel like the end. I will start and the end kind of feels like a bit of a cover up. Because all of the sudden, this you know this cobbler comes out of nowhere and says, "Oh, oh it was me! It was me! I'm the one who's been scaring people." You know, sorry, you've all been punked. And then the then the courts basically say, like, "Oh, don't worry about it. You're fine. Just go home." You know, you're it's all good. It does, and the guy who shot someone kind of got let out of early, he got let out of a death sentence and then let out of a change sentence to hard labor seven months early. So it does feel like a bit of a cover up to kind of cover their own asses from kind of dragging their feet and uh, not stopping this policy. So I would say cover-up.
1: Well, could it be possible that they just thought these town people were just <laughs> going kind of crazy that they thought a ghost was terrorizing them?
0: That's true, too. I mean, the, the peasant folk do take co- to, uh, to magic pretty well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm paranormal.
1: It, it's interesting because this obviously happened there you know, kind of when you research it like it ends here. there's no was the did the ghost keep appearing or any of that so I don't know if it ended. We don't know if um the cobbler was actually the ghost or not. maybe it was a real ghost maybe they actually shot this guy. I don't know um but it's when you when I first read this, I'm like, this just seems like the most 1800s either United States or english story i've ever heard in my life oh definitely i mean even the wood print that they made looks like
0: a human dressed up in like you know a ghost like imagine like a high school play one of the students dressing up like a ghost that kind of looks like the costume that they would wear is the guy in this wood print you know and it's obviously a human chasing after this woman
1: yeah in the wood print yeah i don't i don't know it's It'd be interesting, what exactly did they describe a ghost as looking like back then? I mean, maybe ghosts had face to them. I don't know. Maybe ghosts, you know, had more
0: physical form and ran around. That is kind of different, too, because it's not like trying to think kind of like how people, they think that what we think of ghosts, of of aliens now, 200 years ago, they might have thought of them as demons if they saw
1: them. Right, right. Yeah, or it's...
0: trolls, or fairies, or whatnot. So possibly, maybe the idea of a ghost or a specter was different. Kind of like how, um, what is that? The uh, not a Christmas Carol. What's the one where Ebenezer Scrooge? Is that Christmas Carol? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of how all of the ghosts in that story almost appear as human. You know, very true. They're yeah, like mostly that's... solid forms because that was taken from like a book back in the 1800s.
1: Yeah, so. I was gonna say that's a very that's a British um, story too, as, as well, right? Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a it's an interesting question there. But uh, anyway, if honestly anybody lives in Hammerfall or that area, please HammerSmith. Con-
0: <laughs> Hammerfell <laughs> is in uh, Morrowind or uh,
1: in Skyrim. Skyrim. God damn- If Skyrim. you live there too, please let us know. But mostly Hammersmith. We want to know about Hammersmith. Uh, if you live in this area. Let us know if this is still a legend there, if they have like sites or anything, let us know. where can they contact us, Phil?
0: They can hit us up on our email, subliminal deception podcast, subliminal Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, great to hear from everybody. We've actually been getting apparently some sponsorship uh, emails and we got the first one that seems legit. So more to come on that. We might actually uh, go with it, possibly. But if you can also hit us up on our Instagram, we get back to you on that too. Subliminal Deception Podcast on IG. Uh, it's great. All the likes, all the shares, all the love from everybody. Keep it coming. Uh, Cody and I also have our own Instagram accounts. Mine is sdpodphil. Cody, you've got
1: one? Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Cody's on Instagram. Uh, message me, send me ideas, chat with me, all that. The last thing we need you guys to do is to log on to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review. does not matter really what you say as long as it's a five-star and preferably written. If you're a Spotify listener, it's even easier. You literally just hit the five stars, hit submit. You cannot even type a comment in there. Uh, And it greatly helps boost the show up and helps us get more exposure, which we greatly appreciate. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed a little bit of a paranormal true crime, uh, I don't know, goofy story. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.